trying to get lit About to hit the club, about to go and find a fit Homie stressed out, cause I pulled her with his bitch She left, cause she chain fake, and you're running tick it don't even make sense. What's up, everybody? You're tuning in to Keeping It Social with Ashley Nicole. Tasia Badass. And Naja. All right. So I know it's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a baby in the room. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you know, you want to hurt him. You know? You know, that's no, you made him. I just wanted to point out the little, like, baby elephant. <laughs> <laughs> well... Tell, say hi to Nasir. So Nasir's that's our in the mini building. guest for the day, Nasir. Yes, he's in the building. He's taking notes, you know. <laughs> and our guest guest for today is Vital Guzman. Vidal. Vidal. Yeah. Sorry, I asked you how to pronounce it in the beginning it's, and I still got it wrong. It's cool, it's cool. It's You've cool. been going through that all your life. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you pronounce it in like Spanish? Or mm-hmm. and he yeah. told me too, and I still got it wrong. See? I'm sorry, guys. That's cool. All right, so before we start, I want to remind you guys you subscribe on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple. And if you have an Android, no excuse. We are on Radio Public also. So subscribe and tune in. Um, all right, so we're going to start with social highlight. Social highlight is usually something big that happens on social media, in real life, and everybody's just speaking about it. So, of course, social highlight for today is the loss of Nipsey Hussle. Um, I want to say first and foremost that prayers go up to the family. And also, I want to say to us, because we lost somebody, like, very positive in the community that was doing stuff for us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? So, for people... um, who don't know, he was killed in front of one of his stores on March 31st. Um, yeah, so hearing the news, what were you guys, for, what was your first reaction? Me? Yeah, you are um, our guest. We yeah. want to know your reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, when I look at what just happened, um, I, I think it's important for us to, to understand, like, um, and I, I told people a little bit about it, um, the just the whole Willie Lynch um, idea. A lot of people don't know who Willie Lynch mm-hmm. is. Uh, Will- Willie Lynch was a 1700 uh, slave owner um, oh, that came from Scotland to Virginia to teach uh, slave owners of how to keep people in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his, in his letter, it said, uh, how do you put people against each other? Um, so one of the things is, it's like, I kind of seen his letter of oppression really uh, breaking down someone who, you know, didn't have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I look at someone that, you know, did the harm or, or took Nipsey's life, he was just a ticking um, bomb just right. walking, right. you know. So mm-hmm. we, we lost someone um, that was important. And I think just the marathon, when when people talk about the marathon needs to continue. It I mean, really does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. don't just Absolutely. say it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. right. And, and I mean, that's just like entrepreneurship, uh, being a business owner and not just being an entrepreneurship, just Creating funds, I mean, creating money for yourself. And ownership, right. right. That yeah. was something and that he was really... opportunities for others. Mm-hmm. Others, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Giving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you don't, I'm sure a, a lot of us know the story, but if you are that one that doesn't know what happened, um, there was a guy actually from his neighborhood or somebody from the gang that he was in, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get it wrong. Like yeah. Like, um, what is it? Rolled in 60s. Rolled in 60s, yeah. 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 So, um, the story so far that I have heard, I don't know, stop me if you guys have heard something different, but basically the guy was like telling him about hearing his music and Nipsey didn't want him around him because he was a so-called like rat, mm-hmm. rat or something. Mm-hmm. And he was that. telling him to go away. He had went away eventually and he came back and shot Nipsey. Yeah, I've heard the same. I heard That's, the same. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, 
I want to, like, why do you guys think, like, of course it's obvious why it touched the whole world, but for you individually, why did it touch you? Because I felt for Lauren the whole time. I feel like because I'm a Lauren London fan, that's why it touched me more because it's like, dang, like, her whole life has to change. Like, you know, what do you tell your two-year-old when they asking for their father? That was my main thing. Yeah. Um, And then just, like, knowing, dang, he, I could hear his old stuff, but he can't produce produce anything new. Yeah. So that was just like, wow, this or is Or even real. continue what he right. was doing, you know? For me, it was the same for me. Like, I thought of Laura London, but I also think we think of her because she they were a public, like, mm-hmm. couple. Right. Always together. Right. But I just thought of her, like, imagine losing the person you thought you was going to be with forever. Right, right. Out of nowhere, And, you know? and they just got engaged. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's what was in my mind because like and then again like eventually you know they say time heals all wounds but it's like how do you start over like right, it's hard right. to start over especially with somebody you didn't see nobody else other than right, him, you know? right. yeah so and a lot of things that stood out from this was um that he was set to meet the police commissioner the next day yeah. about the same thing yeah about the same Crazy. thing he was like I wouldn't say killed over, but somebody who was in a gang killed him. I mean, he right. was in a gang too in his earlier days, but still is. You know, he was still rolling sixties. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And that's yeah. something. Yeah, he did <clears throat> say that. And for me, um, the celebration of his life. Did you guys find it amazing that one? It was nationalized one it was on Fox News and you know if you guys know how Fox News is more like a, on Trump side Trump yeah, supporters right? yeah, and I found it so crazy that they had it live on Fox News and it was like it was so real it was so yes, raw I felt like I was there yeah and then, but then it was like it wasn't censored it was like yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. so that to me it, it, it shows that he had that you know that yeah. that influence, that, influence like, yeah. that energy that just like you know what Go ahead, you right. know, and yeah. I I just found it so well. I was like, is this on Fox right now? Like, yeah. you know, it's different from BET, but right. Fox, you know. Yeah. So I, but to answer your question, how I feel like he touched me. You guys know how I'm into business and things like that, and I found it even now hearing a lot of rap artists and you know people that we look up to that we don't think or we don't know that they're into that life right. for him to be so deep into entrepreneurship right. and so deep into just uplifting everyone around him it was mm-hmm. so like I'm getting goosebumps right now it's like so powerful to have that person mm-hmm. even in your circle or even around you and to know that he even spoke that in his music yeah he spoke that you know gang stuff or whatever but that wasn't the core of what he was speaking right. about you know what I'm saying he was that Jay-Z for the youngins mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. And yeah. the fact that he was in gang culture, he was able to touch a crowd that, you know, maybe a Meek Mill wouldn't be able to touch. Right. So yeah. he had the gang culture, the people from the hood, you know, and regular entrepreneurship, people people are, that are into business and things mm-hmm. like that. So I really felt like he was able to touch someone, even if they weren't into music or even mm-hmm. if they weren't into his music, listening to him speak about entrepreneurship and ownership, right. you tuned in. Right. If you were tuned into his music, you're tuned in. If he was, you know, part of gang culture, you're tuned in because it's like, wow, this person of intellect. I remember him even on... On, um, breakfast club and he was giving off books to read you know and I actually mm. went I actually went and got one of those books because it was like that's um, the way of a superior man yeah. 
So it's like just to know someone of so much intellect that people from the outside would just view him as, oh, he's just a gang member. Yeah. You know, and he was yeah. able to show, no, I'm not just that. I'm, I'm, I'm this, A, B, C, D. And mm-hmm. that, can, that can empower and encourage another person to do the same. Right. So, and, and then I'm so sorry because I would just had so much to no, say about that. No, I knew it was going to be a bit tougher. Um, <laughs> no. And even for the funeral, you can see that just seeing his family and how strong they were yes. up there, you can see that was Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, because just the word that they spoke about of him and the things that he told them and spoke around them mm-hmm. is like you can tell that strength yep. came from either that core of the family, but whatever it was, you can really see that he made sure that his family was solid first, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And you can really see that, and that's what I feel like is gonna yeah. really hold all of them up. Like, yeah. just for the fact that he had their back, you know? And yeah. he made sure that they had that, that yeah, grounding. Yeah. What touched you about like losing Nipsey Hussle? I know earlier we had spoke a little bit, and you said mm-hmm. you've been listening to Nipsey's music for yeah. a while. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening from for him for a while, and I think for him, what attracted me to just not his music is just like his lifestyle, right? I was right. gang related. I was a member of the Bloods, mm-hmm. um, and I and I think in reality, uh, you know, when the Bloods and the Crips first started, um, one of the reasons that they started was because it was supposed to be the same. Uh, uh, way as the Black Panthers and and the US organizations, um, but a lot of, a lot of people don't know a lot of the the minds of the Black Panthers and and the US organization was killed at UCLA. You know what I'm saying in the mm-hmm. college. Um, so the people who was teaching you know the Crips when it was first starting, uh, really didn't have that mindset of of how you know the person that was killed uh, was able to teach the Crips how to move, how to operate. And you know when I look at that, it's like we all got to remember like a lot of these gang cultures was started because when Compton, you know, Compton was never all black, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Compton was a white neighborhood um, and a lot of people who was African was uh, created a gang because they was tired of getting jumped by white people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think from there, when the white people moved out, um, and you know how they moved out, right? Mm-hmm. They got a little bit more money. The it government is, started yeah. taking care of them, mm-hmm. right? And they moved out the neighborhood. So I think that loss, uh, one of the things that touched me the most is just like Snoop Dogg speaking, yeah. you know, and, and one of the things that he said is like, he's a peace advocate, right? right. Mm-hmm. He can go to different neighborhoods mm-hmm. and, and be in, 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 a, in a blood neighborhood with YG mm-hmm. um, and, and be in, in, in other crip neighborhoods that uh, his his set is beefing with or, or having problems with, right? right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for him, it's like he was trying to build something that was bigger than all of us, right? right. And in 1992, when they had the riot, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the, the gangs, uh, all the, you know, the, all the uh, all the bloods and the crips and the essays got together um, because you know they had to unite, right? Mm-hmm. They was fighting against police brutality, mm-hmm. against in the in a in a uh, big raid that was happening. I mean, riot that was happening. Um, so I hope, and this is my opinion, I hope when people are like talking about the marathon continuing, mm-hmm. and, and especially people who are gang related mm-hmm. or or people who are in that lifestyle, right, uh, are talking about building the 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 agenda that. Nipsey Hussle was already building, right? Um, and entrepreneurship is, is important for mm-hmm. creating jobs, being able to change the mindset from the people's from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think a lot of our people are, are, are not physically in prison, mm-hmm. but mentally, mentally they are. Mentally, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And I think if, if they still keep building our people like that, we would just be in a different mind frame, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think those are the... It, it hurts, um, a lot of us to know that he passed away, mm-hmm. um, 
but I, I think I feel like it also sparked mm-hmm. a lot to a lot. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like yes. even like what you said, um, you hope like they really continue the marathon as far as like gang members and stuff. They already started because you. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know if you guys saw a video, but they was like they had two bandana flags yeah. tied mm-hmm. together. They, they did a, already yeah. in and LA and in um in uh I think it was Delaware. Yeah. They did a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was dope. I think um also. Just to go back to what you said about his funeral being televised and stuff, I wanted to ask you guys, like, um, there were some instances where I know we saw the video of, like, um, them reviving him and stuff, and there was another video of, like, Lauren London going in the hospital, and then there's, like, versus, like, the funeral being televised. What do you think are the differences between the two? Like, you know, sometimes we get caught up in putting everything on social media and showing everything to everybody, but... What do you think was like the pros and the cons of each? Do you for mean like, each video that was displayed? Or yeah, just all the videos that was displayed. Because it's like for me, like, all right, I'm going to say the video, like Laura Lunds' video and him being revised on like us seeing it on social media mm-hmm. was kind of like negativity. Mm-hmm. But I would see the funeral like I w- I'm glad they, yeah. they showed us the yes, funeral. Yes, like, that yes, was, yes. I think if we would have never like seen the funeral, we would have forgot about it a little fast. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know? I don't feel like we would have had our full closure. Closure. Yeah, yes, yes. that too. Mm-hmm. That too. That too. So what, why, I'm trying to word my question very correctly. Um, you feel like why people feel like it's okay to put right, everything on social media? Right, that's right. the day that we're in. Now, uh-huh. You know, so it's not like, even okay to put on social media, but like, like for the for the Lauren London thing, like. I guess, yeah, that is my question because she instantly thought, oh, take a video. Like, whoever the girl was, mm-hmm. she instantly ta- thought about taking a video and putting it on social media. Like, yeah, we watched it, but, like, do you guys think it was okay? Like, are you glad you saw that video as much as you were glad that you saw the funeral video? No, of course like, not. Yeah, no. Because I, I know we were, but we were all thinking, hey, like, where's London? How does yeah, she feel? Yeah, I was about right, to say, right. no. And the video was kind of like a... It answered my question. Like, yeah. how, how does she feel? Well, which video did you guys see? I just saw a quick snippet of her running yeah, inside the, the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that. it was just okay. like, just... Just her breaking down. Yeah, just oh, okay, seeing that, that made, me, made me feel like, damn, like... This is real. She, right, like... Everyone else around her knows that, you know, he passed away because it hit it. But she's still, in her mind, asking, is he okay? She yeah. still has hope. She still has faith. So it was just right. like, damn. Like, like, to just... Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. when some people see celebrities in the airport and they're like, oh, my, my phone's out, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like That's it's so to awkward. some people, it's natural to yeah, just pull out your phone, out. you know? Yeah. And on top of that, if they're on their phone all day anyway, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, yeah. they, they, right. Always <laughs> I feel like people just click to their phones and in this generation, something like that, people are chasing clout too, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you gotta be yeah. open to that. Because there was even... A girl who tried to play as if she was Lauren London, she showed a video of just half her face and was like, oh, the government did this. Like, when, when it first happened, oh, the government no, did this. Oldie. Yeah. And she had her eyebrows shaped like everything. You would have thought it was Lauren London, but her voice just wasn't adding up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, I, I'm glad as far as, like, even though we get caught up in social media, I'm glad, like, everybody equally respected like, yes. the moment. And, like, nobody try to do anything funny. Like, you know, mm. the memes always happen. All yeah, that yeah. always happens. I'm glad that didn't happen. Oh, the, 
uh, what I've seen is like the misuse sometimes of mm. like cr- trying to create a, a, a branding behind everything. Yes. And I've seen that too at the end. Yeah, yeah. that and too. I mean, I have to say that I, that's, incept- uh, that's just unacceptable, sep- unacceptable yeah. of just doing that, right? right. Like, oh, you come out with a t-shirt with his name. Yep, like, yeah, yep, I gotta get yep. this. I Don't saw do somebody that. said yeah. something that was like, you could tell a lot by a person if they already put a Nipsey on a shirt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, hell exactly. yeah. Don't like, do that. Come on, that's disrespectful. Like, yeah, yeah like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think... No, but they, people are actually, like, starting GoFundMe pages, like, celebrities at that. Like, Reggie Bush started mm-hmm. a whole GoFundMe page supposedly for Nipsey's children after Lauren London told him not to. To he do that. He still did it. Oh, wow. Like, that's disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Like, the only... Mm-hmm. Appealing told you not to, and you still you still doing it, still yeah. promoting it, like yeah. really. Media is controlling a lot mm-hmm. of people and how they move. Yeah, like I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm always on my phone, but yeah. I just don't think of certain things. Like that. It's certain yeah. things that you would post, and certain yeah. things that you just wouldn't. Like yeah. I just wouldn't think about stuff like that. And do you ever think like on Twitter? I feel like after the fact, we always see that tweet that's like, "Oh snap, that was the sign. That was the sign." Right, right. Because I don't know if you guys saw, but before. That day, he, he had tweeted, having strong I believe it, though. Right. I believe it, I though. Believe like, it. do you feel like his he mom saw said, it coming? Yes, definitely. I don't mm-hmm. feel like he saw it coming the way it happened, but I do feel like he had an idea. Because like his mom said, like he was like, oh, I love you. And, you know, like, That's I feel crazy. like you have to... They don't know, but they feel it. Like, right, like right. let me let everyone know I love them, I care about them, just in case. Yeah. Did you see that part where he had a picture with P. Diddy? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the feeding like, is happening. <laughs> but did you guys see the part where he took a picture with P. Diddy? And um, I guess this was for Victory Lab. And he went and he's like, um, you know, I need that that life after death feel. Yes, I saw that. That's crazy. That's that. crazy, yep. right? Yeah. And that was yep. for Victory Lab. That was yep. recently. I mean, so, wow. I, like, and you know, Lauren's like, energy. it's crazy. Lauren London wrote that like text that. message recently. Like, yeah, that was January. January. Yeah. yeah. It was just like everything was so fresh. Like, you know, yeah. she could have pulled out a message from years ago. But the fa- that message to her yeah. meant a lot. I just feel like a lot so of his messages that he made sure every interview that he went on he made sure there was a mess yep. you get you know that was yeah. that was the like, crazy part about goosebumps yes. like it was crazy like, i don't know if you guys seen the part where he was saying like you know i just want to give you guys a little heads up and and gain culture and you know when you're you have a target you're looking for basically that's yourself you know and it was so true like listen wow. to you you'll pass by the person that's a, of a different race you'll pass by a person that's not dressed like yeah. you or that's mm-hmm. dressed like you know square or whatever but the person that's dressed just like you built just like you you that's him that's that wasn't that I'm doing right now oh my god that's, that's not crazy yeah. and i feel like he was the perfect person to give uh, our youth and you know especially our young men our black yes. men that message you know so mm-hmm. Uh, that that was just crazy to me. Like I just feel like I'm thankful. Like like yeah, you know, like Lauren said, I'm thankful to have experienced a person like that. Like mm-hmm. not even to know him personally, but to be impacted how I'm impacted is crazy. Facts. Like you know, mm-hmm. and um, just watching the funeral and seeing how strong the family is. Like even though you know everybody says the marathon continues, and right. I I strongly am behind that. Whatever like we want to do or have to do, I'm I'm with it. But you know, some people say it just to say it. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like his family are. Re- it's really gonna continue. Yeah, the marathon. Yes. of course. They are really it gonna be the continuation. To. Yeah. It of has the to. He put too much into play, you know. Yes. And to know all of the things that he had coming up to as well, mm-hmm. it makes it even more crazier. Like you yeah. know. So, uh, you know, again, our prayers for the family. 
Like mm-hmm. I really, I really hope that they stay continue to stay solid, and that everybody that has been impacted really takes on and like you guys right. said, continue yep. with the marathon. Also, before we wrap up social highlight, I just want to just one more thing about this Nipsey Hustle thing. I I want to say we need to throw away the conspiracies, like especially when we don't have evidence about it. They had me believe in that. So like, about the government, I right? I, I don't, I, I don't know. know. Wait, what you do believe yeah, in? The, the government, the, me, yeah. too. me too. Like, I mean, I don't know what to believe at this point. I was point. about to say, It made yeah. sense, but we also don't have no evidence of it. Like, you so know? you can't all the way throw it out the window. Right. Yeah, because no also, you know, how did the you know what I'm rat or the snitch know that Nipsey was going to be there without his security guard or without... He didn't go with nobody. They said he literally ran out the house to go help a friend, and he was coming right back. I so it was like, home. right? How did we know that the the police? Because you know they knew they was meeting with him the next day. How we know they didn't send the snitch? You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's a lot of stuff that yeah. could come to play. You that just won't true. know. Mm-hmm. That is true. But did you guys that you see know. that? Um, I guess the friend that he was basically the friend came home and he went to the store to get him some clothes. That blew yeah. mine. If you about and to say what I think, they they went to get some clothes. Um, you know, Nipsey Nipsey got shot. He got shot right along with Nipsey, but then he got arrested again uh-huh, because he because was he was affiliated with a gang member. Yeah, that's that's so messed up. That's not crazy. That's so messed that's how up. Works, yes, that's so crazy. Like that. Yeah, it's crazy though, but. What if he, you know, he was just going to the store to buy something? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I not even he was going to help his friend that just. No, came I know, but I'm down. saying, you know, what if, you know, he was just going to buy, he was literally going to buy something uh-huh. and leaving. He, he could shot, go yeah. in any store, right. and that happened. So he gonna get arrested anytime, right? Right. Like right. that's not right. Yeah, like that's treating crazy. them like they still in prison. Mm-hmm. But that's how that. That's how that. Works. Yeah, that's how that. Speaking, how you like, speaking of? <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up social highlight. R.I.P. to Nipsey Hussle. Yes. Um, we continue to remember Nipsey Hussle and pray for his family. And the marathon continues, guys. Seriously. Yep. No, no, definitely. All right. So. <laughs> I'm <laughs> waiting you, for the question. Our guests, yeah. our, guests our advocates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So first things first. Just like I always like to tell people. Just tell people. I know, of course, you're where you are just tell people a little bit a summary of like who you are where you're from yeah 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 and some of the things you do yeah so um i'm an activist uh, i do a lot of different work from um you know owning businesses um clothing line i'm coming out i just came out with a poetry book that sold two thousand units oh, that was actually so really good um and i'm still building on that i'm coming out with my second poetry book um, and a lot of the books was actually sent to people that was in prison. So it inspired people to nice. write their feelings or, or just write their books. Um, I have a, a app company that's going to come out. Um, it's called Our Land Next, and it's just doing decolonizing work. Um, and I also work for the Clothes Rikers Island campaign. Um, nice. So I'm, you know, a lot of jail closure mm-hmm. type of campaigns, um, you know, bills being passed. Um, so I worked that's on a lot so of dope. different things, and I'm, and, you know, and then. And, and, a lot of different spaces. Um, as we know, marijuana is going to be legalized. I'm always trying to figure out how to make sure that black and brown people who have been impacted by uh, incarceration of marijuana mm-hmm. are first to uh, you know to own stores, uh, right. to own shops. Because um, 81%, 81% of people that own marijuana shops or in that business are white. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I formerly incarcerated, a little bit about me, five, six years old. I was homeless. Mm-hmm. Eight and nine years old, I was selling drugs. At 14, 15 years old, um, I became a member of the Bloods. And at 16, mm-hmm. 17 years old, um, I was on Rikers. Um, and then 18, I was on probation, uh, uh, 
probation. And then 19, so I was 24. I was in solitary confinement every three to four months. Wow. Um, and I've been home for four years on gang parole right now. So, yeah, I've been speaking around the country. Um, I write articles for AM New York, you know, the ones that you see right next yeah, to the trains. Man. Yeah, and um, I spoke at a lot of Ivy, Ivy League schools, Harvard, Yale. Um, so, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's really it, doing the work. Yeah, I mean, we could probably be here all day <laughs> and speak about everything, but... Yeah. Something that you just said stood out for me, mm-hmm. just because you know the whole Meek Mill situation. How is it for you being on parole, being knowing that you're not really doing anything wrong, but you still have to be on edge about things you do? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that uh, I tell you a story. One one of the things that happened, um, I was actually on a radio station, uh, and I started speaking out against parole, mm-hmm. um, and then this like the head head of parole actually called in, oh, wow. um, trying to get through. Uh-huh. And what I found out was like my parole officer, hey, you got to be careful. Um, and then he also found out that, you know, I ran down on the mayor. Um, that was on the news. And he's like, man, I seen you on TV. And, you know, you got to be really careful. So this work is, it, it's, you know, at any moment I can get locked up. Um, I won't do 90 days as I have mm-hmm. a harsher, more case. Um, mm-hmm. So I do a year. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, if I, if I violate pro, uh, parole, I'll do a year and I still have to do that extra year, right? So I'll be on parole. Wow. Uh, a lot of people don't know parole, do- it doesn't work, right? And, and I'll be, I'm really vocal about it. Uh, the reason why I say that is because people who are uh, parole officers, some uh, are doing the work as getting people the, the, you know, the making sure they have a job and returning back to society in proper way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of people who just can't do parole, you know, and, and just hate parole and just getting violated. And yeah. people don't know why the population of people incarcerated is going down in New York mm-hmm. in New York State. Uh, parole violations are growing, and people don't even talk about that. You know, the population on people on parole mm-hmm. are growing because one, people are getting less locked up, right. um, and then the prisons upstate need to stay open, right? Yeah. So they gotta violate people so they can right. keep the so economy go, working yeah. in their small mm-hmm. towns. Mm-hmm. It's a business. It's yep. a business, you know, and then we we the bodies that's filling it up. And mm-hmm. sad to say that, man. So yeah, that's you know, Meek Mills has been doing his work. Um it's it's great. You know, it's really good that he's doing it and, and you know, people that have been impacted mm-hmm. it's front and center with this. Being somebody who like did time, mm-hmm. um, ideally might may not be like the perfect circumstance, but ideally what do you think um, should be done for people who are released from prison or jail. Yeah, like, yeah. Other than parole, like, what do you think in your mind is ideally like maybe a good situation? I I, I think not just not it's not just a, a individual right. Just mm-hmm. people on parole or coming home from prison mm-hmm. or, or or jails. I think our neighborhood need to be well funded, right? Like making sure that yep. our neighborhood are have reentry services, affordable housing, counseling, yeah. counseling therapy. People who have mental health uh, illness need to be put in in hospitals, not jails. Yeah. Um, our kids need to stop being locked up because we know their brain is fully developed mm-hmm. or yep. not fully developed to twenty five. Right. Um, like there's so you know there's so much money in New York City. We have a jail like Rikers Island to keep a person detained on Rikers Island. Three hundred k per person. Wow. And That's to take crazy. them back and forth to court for all five barrels mm-hmm. is thirty two million wow. um so when we talk about money there's money in the system it's just not and it's not funding through our, our neighborhoods right That's so crazy. yeah that what we need is is a whole structure of of more investment mm-hmm. um i'm you know i was walking here and actually when i took a bus here um and reason why i do that is because i want to you know interact with community and really see stuff 
And I see how much trash is on the floor, right? And I, pe- I don't think people talk about it. You ma- imagine our kids looking at that. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you go to a white neighborhood, they don't have trash on the they floor. They don't have trash on the floor. So they don't see it. You know what's crazy? This. When I say that, mm-hmm. when like I say that about potholes. Like when you uh, go to Manhattan, mm-hmm. what no pothole do you run into? Right. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. When you enter in the Bronx, you know you're entering the Bronx or whatever other neighborhood, the potholes is crazy. Let's just yeah. say the city right. owed me over $2,000 because I had to get new rims <laughs> oh, gosh. because of y'all. <laughs> no, but really, like even like I drove into Brooklyn one time and the potholes are crazy. Like mm-hmm. I would never want to drive to Brooklyn again. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that and it, it be sometimes you say it just to be funny but no it's, it's really serious. I'm dead it's serious real. like it's crazy how you see how we enter in Manhattan and there's like the streets is nice now like cause it's getting gentrified yeah people mm-hmm. people are moving in our neighborhood mm-hmm. colonizers <laughs> I'm not so do you think gentrification would be is equal to building our community or no hell no cause it's they, their they're pushing way. us out yeah you know and I, and I think that that doesn't fall on us because we don't know the language mm-hmm. of money mm-hmm. and financial literacy to understand how to own our own stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know, integration doesn't work for black and brown people, right? And when we was talking, uh, and I, uh, when we was talking about, you know, how to how, imagine us going to white areas and trying to open a business, that won't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for us to really, you know, when we talk about the marathon continuing, is the the proper way of us owning our own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When we get our our checks every Friday or every two weeks, we spend our money. It only stays in our neighborhood five six hours. That's sad, and I yeah. think it comes I to some point. I saw you. You had yeah. um, posted something on your. App. I don't know if you posted, but mm-hmm. your um, the page you have for your app, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think it's for your app. You mm-hmm. said something about um, the Latin community or some community spends. Yeah. Thirty-five trillion. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, around thirty-five. Invest, mm-hmm. What was that on? Thirty-five if, trillion on what? So the growing economy is 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 what people don't know right now. The growing economy. Uh, uh, the only reason why our economy, black and brown people, are growing mm-hmm. is uh, the way that we're closing the wealth gap. Is because a lot of people are buying property, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think, you know, when we talk about the Latinx community, we are there's so much money. Um, that's that we are actually creating, but it's not going through our neighborhoods. Right. And I think because one, we're not trying to buy laundry mats, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when our family or or people who used to live in our neighborhood was black owned or brown owned, and we're not, we don't want that. We don't want to keep that in our family, mm-hmm. and it's sad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you know, even even our nail salons or or, or people who clean feet and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the the Chinese community, the way that they do, they do a pool, right? So they actually put money through their neighborhoods. Um, put er, have everyone in there, and what they do is like whoever's next get another shot. Mm. Um, so they, in reality, mm. you know, integration is like is never is not great, right? Um, because it's not growing our economy. Yeah. And like, if we're not putting money in our economy, this is why our neighborhood looks like this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I don't know if I. I think I saw a post on Instagram or something. I don't know if you had posted it. Somebody <laughs> had posted it, yeah. but it was um. It was like it was something about like why do you think um, Chinese people open their businesses in like communities like ours like Cause it's you easy. know because we spend our money. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. easy like, to take over. It's it's mm-hmm. the it's, so it's, crazy. it's the Willie Lynch. Willie Lynch said. And then for I'm sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off, but and then for us like I feel like we would expect to um, spend or open our business maybe in Manhattan or something because I that's ideally where we think we would succeed. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when I came out with this clothing line and I see other people, and I'm not trying to throw no one under the bus, 
I think we 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 are like running to European, uh, you know, for validation. Yeah, validation, mm-hmm. right? Like Kanye was doing that, and it's so sad, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think in reality, we just got to create our own lane and, and really, our own validation. Yeah, and and appreciate each other, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, and, and really start. Yes, yeah, Chinese people come to our neighborhood because they know they that we're gonna they're gonna take our money, right? Yep. But when once you know once we try to come to their neighborhood, and this is not putting people against each other. Right. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is really empower people of color, because we, we can have, all be on the mm-hmm. same level. Yeah, because we haven't we haven't been empowered to own everything in our in, in our place mm-hmm. since segregation, mm-hmm. and that's a problem, you know. Yeah. And, and I think we have to step up in many ways, not just uh, uh, owning stuff, but running our own schools. Jews mm-hmm. have their own schools, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? And their whole neighborhood is ran by yep, them. That's so, so true. When we talk about the marathon, we talking about all levels. And I mean, mm-hmm. even pushing ourselves from uh, uh, getting funding from government, right? We don't yeah. need government mm-hmm. to take care of us. If we're, wanting, if we're talking about- We our, take care of the government, if anything. That's what I'm right. saying. If we talking about <laughs> a revolution, right? And I ask people all the time, people are like, yeah, we need to start a revolution. Do you know how to, uh, do you know how to farm? Do you know how to hunt? Do you not a uh, do you not a uh, 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 hunt? You, you know what I'm saying? Do you not a do these three things? Mm-hmm. Because if a revolution start right now, are you prepared to do that? Right. Yeah. You know. So I think until we're free, we can only be free uh, if we stop uh, accepting. Uh, you know, the government uh, to take care of us as right. you know as uh, welfare, uh, food stamps, right? Food stamps and all that, all that, all that creation was created by the Black Panthers, and people don't know that they was doing a free breakfast and it was feeding us. You know what I'm saying they had a free clinic where they're giving you know, uh, uh, checking on their people, making sure their health is right. You know a lot of that was stole from us, and you know, and and I bring I bring all the time Willie Lynch, he said, and I and I really is is important for people to know Willie Lynch said that he said, what you do is that he you know the way that you keep someone of color in control is that you break him like a horse, right? Mm-hmm. And when you break him like a horse, you have to first break the woman, right? And the woman is the core of our community. Once you break the woman, and one of the things that people don't understand, and then you take away the men because the men are the most wild one, right? That mm-hmm. that In that letter, it says that. Mm-hmm. So what you do in our society right now, you incarcerate all the men, and then where the woman has to do everything by herself. herself. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, you, you have the government taking care of us, right? Welfare, Welfare. Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. uh, 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 food stamps, right? And now what that does is you teach your kids to run to the government for needs. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't create that independent that we need for yeah. us to create, to be ourselves, right? Right. But I can't lie. I feel like now with like social media and stuff, we are creating that independence. Like mm-hmm. we do feel like we could do anything we want with mm-hmm. social media. Like mm-hmm. there's no way you could be sitting at home doing nothing or yeah. not have no ambition about doing anything at all. You mm-hmm. have like Instagram right in front of you. Like so you know whether you you know people joke about Instagram models and stuff, but hey, they're not sitting around oh, doing nothing. Paid. Like right. they getting paid. Like you know you gotta make Big it bucks. work how you make it work. Like right. yeah. Nipsey everybody said that. gotta eat. Nipsey said that. He said, you know, we, we, this right now, technology is, is this is a different gold mine, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. This is a way that everyone's like getting money off mm-hmm. this. And, 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 but, but everybody could some, really eat. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's not just even that, just finding the lane where you can use your mm-hmm. social media platform. Yeah. You know what I'm and, saying? Yeah, studying it, knowing how to use it. You on it every day, might as well. Like, mm-hmm. if yep. you mm-hmm. really don't know what you want to do in life, figure it out on social media. <laughs> like, <laughs> the good things, real. not the bad things. Right. Yeah, yeah, the good things. Don't be a Takashi Six Nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I know being like 
from how you grew up, you told us, like, you know, you witnessed, witnessed being, like, homeless and poverty mm-hmm. and then being in a gang and then you went to prison, jail. Um, what changed your mindset? Because you're, yeah. I, I assume you're a totally different person from when yeah. you were before. Yeah, you know? yeah, So yeah. What, what clicked? Did it click in, like, jail or prison? Did it click right after you got released? Like, what, mm-hmm. what changed your mindset? Yeah, I mean, prisons are, um, prisons are a place that would either... Uh, let you control your mind or and encage you. Oh yeah, or opens your mind, right? Or in, in, or encage in, in you to be there forever. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I always say is like, once someone live, leaves prison and jail, doesn't mean it leaves them. Um, so one of the things I started learning is like a lot of people who was doing twenty five life um, was the role models because they never had the opportunity to be the role models when they was in the streets, either right. because they got caught mm-hmm. being a part of the so called war on drugs. Or, you know, also understanding, like, a lot of people don't have, uh, uh, we don't have a, a, you know, when people defend themselves, if, if something happens to them, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I met a lot of people who was doing 25 to life, and these was the individuals who always told me, like, yo, you know, I watched my kids grow up in front of me every on my visit floor. I didn't watch my kids walk in front of me or, or when my kids first took their first steps, right? Mm-hmm. I watched them after, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the things I wanted to ask myself, did the life I wanted to live was doing 25 to life, right? And that's scary. Imagine you being, because you being locked up. And I will 20- find any and every way to entertain myself because. Not even yeah. that. Like, like, you can't, like, get you your can't mind, really, yeah, like, you can't really, you know, mm-hmm. interact with your The only family. thing you have is your mind at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, that's, yep, you got to stay it. mentally strong. Uh-huh. You know, and I met someone that did 35 years. And one of the things he said, he said, we kept seeing the same individuals mm. keep coming back. Coming back. And he said, one of the things that we have is that people are scared to fail. Yep. You know, once a person fell one time, they don't want to fail anymore. Yeah. And the belief of success is the belief to understand why you fell, break that down, and understand how to keep mm-hmm. how to keep breaking that down until you find success. The many knows until you find that yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, I, you know I was like, yeah I was in <laughs> yeah, I was in solitary confinement mm-hmm. you know and I don't know if y'all know about solitary confinement mm-hmm. um, solitary confinement oh, is a, a small like, yeah no, solitary know? confinement you is know. a small area where you know a small some people's closets mm-hmm. um, and I was looking at a mirror and and I you know my whole teenager years was incarcerated incarcerated and I had to ask myself is like is this the life I want to live yeah. um, really personal you know I asked myself this how did I get how did I get here what got me here and how can I Get how can I move this. on, right? Because basically we're caged, right? And mm-hmm. we don't even know that, right? I was going to say, yeah. like, being in solitary confinement, I know it sounds really bad, and I know it is really bad, but do you feel like it kind of helped you focus on yourself? Like, do you feel like if you weren't in that space, you probably would have your mind on other things, maybe, like, waste time? Yeah, I there? mean, so I, I think... You know, someone said, Brian Stevenson said, we send broken people to a broken system. Mm-hmm. You know, people that was broken by poverty, broken households, broken mm-hmm. neighborhoods, uh, underfunded, over-incarcerated, over-police communities. Right. You know, we've been broken at one point. You know, people that have been locked up has been broken mm-hmm. in, in, in one type of way. I think uh, solitary confinement didn't help me. Uh, what it did is really, uh, you know, people fight demons, you know what I'm saying? And demons, mental he- uh, health is important. Mm-hmm. People fight demons every day. These are things that, like, I, I, you know, people who are coming home don't even talk about the bad things that they have to deal with, right? And and it's so hard that some people are spending many years in solitary confinement, 19, 20 years in one little mm-hmm. area, and only 
23 hours, sometimes 24 hours. In 23 hours, they step out in a small cage like a, like a bird and get only a little bit of air to go back inside. That's crazy. No human contact. And the only human contact they probably have is probably their loved ones come to see them. Sometimes these guys... And then time changes. Like, I always think about, yeah. like, people who, like, are, are getting incarcerated at one point in time and then things change. Like, you know how we have, like, you know, technology, technology. and all that stuff. Everything. Slang. Like, Mm-hmm. That must be like being born again because like yeah, you don't know is. what you're going into. Like you don't know, oh, mm-hmm. that's the thing, that's what's going on now. Yeah. Like you still stuck in the time you went in, you I, know? I remember when first uh, FaceTime they came out with FaceTime and I wasn't home for that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, FaceTime? I was young. Right. Yeah, I was in when I came home and and the first thing I called my step pops on on FaceTime, that was like a different yeah. you know, wow. Different yeah, so we life. I'm still trying to get used to technology. A lot of people think um, because I'm doing this tech world, um, yeah. I want to be a part of it. Because in 2020, it's gonna be so many tech jobs, and no right. one to take it. So I want to be a part of this this wave before right. it starts. Right. So um, when I personally first seen you on social media, I saw you going strong with the um, the closing of like Rikers Island. I just want you for people who don't know what um, why wasn't it so important for you to take a part in that? Yeah. Um, you know, being 16, 17 years old in there. Um, I, I think many people have heard of his story of Khalid Browders. You know, there was there was mm-hmm. many Khalid Browders. Uh, Khalid Browder was an individual uh, who was locked up for uh, allegedly stealing a book bag and awaiting trial for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, one of the things I, I really uh, knew when I was young, I used to read the newspaper, 16, 17 years old, mm-hmm. uh, see if they would talk about this uh, Rikers Island on, in the papers. Um, and then I remember, like, even if they write about uh, Rikers Island, it was like belittling us, like kids, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. make you scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know, I think for me, the reason why I got involved with this, you know, I'm from the streets. You know, mm-hmm. I lost friends out there. Um, I was like kind of tired of lighting candles for friends, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, how do I make people's name live? And uh, I think for me, it was like really being successful, and 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 that's how you keep people's name uh, living on. So you know, I was just tired of like. Living in community, and I'm, we still living in community that's just underfunded, over incarcerated, over yeah. police. Yep. And I'm like, what can I do for my brothers and, and, and really just change the mindset? I just had to get, you know, get involved with something that was different. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, is like the Close Rikers Island campaign is just a different campaign that really talks to people about getting involved mm-hmm. and about what would it look like with a city. Uh, with more funding in it and, and, and less jails and, mm-hmm. and, and making sure that people of color and, um, uh, are being met the basic needs of economic needs of, of having the three pillars of life, you know, uh, of anyone's life, clothes on your back, food on the table and a roof over your head. Yep. How do we make sure we fight for that and well funded? So yeah. we know that, you know, keeping Rikers open is more money than closing it. And we yeah. want every single dollar to go in our community. So, th- so is that the main, would you say that's the main reason? Like keeping yeah. Rikers open costs more than closing mm-hmm. it? Because that was going to go to my next question. Like why why Rikers Island? Why not any other jail? Yeah, because Rikers Island is, is, is the prison. biggest one mm-hmm. as it of has, right now. Yeah, it has, it has nine open jails mm-hmm. and altogether it has 12 facilities around the city. Um, and 12 jails, we have around 7,770 people. In the 1990s, we had 22,000 people. Now we have 7,777 people. And, you know, I think for us, you know, jails and mass incarceration 
It's the modern slavery, right? After mm-hmm. after yep. slavery was was over, the Thirteenth Amendment, and I think people should look up the Thirteenth Amendment. If you do a crime and you get incarcerated, you are now put under legally. Uh, you are a slave, and a mm-hmm. lot of people don't know that. If you do a crime, and you get locked up. You are now a slave, um, and people don't know that. And people should look that up. You know, a lot of people don't know after Abraham Lincoln was actually killed. Uh, before he was killed, he started, you know, when he freed uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, our warriors, our, our painters. Uh, when he freed people, he started a bank to cr- to gr- uh, create a, the economy uh, for Africans who was freed. Um, mm-hmm. But when he was killed, the next president uh, stopped funding the bank. Um, so it went bankruptcy. So that's mm-hmm. what land, land is where we at now. We was only, you know, Africans was only supposed to do seven years of, 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 of labor but it was like, whoa, free labor, let's do it. So right. this Keep is the money, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Richard Rikers, who used to own that land, was a uh, 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 was a part of the kidnap club. So he used to catch free slaves and sell them and sell them back to the south. Wow. So that's the name of so Rikers Island. What's the um status of um closing Rikers Island? Yeah, right now? yeah. Because I, think- I saw you post something two days ago, and I saw the signs was like um no more delays. Yeah, I think right now we we are. We are in a, in a major oh, fight. Fair. Yeah, we are just in a major fight right now. Well, we know we we have to get people off Rikers. Yeah. Um, but we also know that we we also where do know- they go? Like, mm-hmm. cause you know it's so so many people at yeah yeah Rikers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure everyone knows at least one person that's at Rikers right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like where 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 do they go? There's mm-hmm. already what people don't know. There's already borough base. You know, what I'm saying there's Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and um, uh, the Bronx, right? So what I think for people is like there's already facilities closer to the courtroom and closer to people. So it's just spreading them out pretty much. Yeah, like. wherever borough they actually was incarcerated at. Okay. And it's actually what I think of that as a person that's been locked up on mm-hmm. Rikers, um, that's more important, right? How do we make sure that people are met the basic needs? Right. Programming programming are in there. And we're really vocal about this. We're really we said this. Um, we think the Department of Corrections shouldn't operate anything. Mm-hmm. They created the culture in the first place. Um, and I'm I'm just happy to be a part of the campaign because we was able to inspire other different campaigns in L.A., Atlanta, Detroit, Milwaukee mm-hmm. um, to start their jail closure and to build community platform. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, that goes to for me to ask, um, you know, like taking people out of jails and like, you know, I, I, it's a good cause. Mm-hmm. But you are are you ever afraid like you may be releasing people who's going to commit another crime when they get out? Yeah, I think or like because not everybody thinks the same. Like mm-hmm, some people yeah. are like, yeah, when I get out, I'm gonna do good. Yeah, like somebody yeah. like you, you know, like you know, they got their mind right, like you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are some people some that people don't that need help really, like that. That need yeah, help. So, yeah, that need help. Mm-hmm. That that that's probably not even the right place for them right now. Yeah. Yeah. They need help. Yeah. yeah. So I think for a lot of people, there's a, this, this fear of like people of color um, being isolated from us. Right. We mm-hmm. know that that is not a better condition. But we know that we have to meet people's basic needs, right? Yeah. People do crimes. People do sell drugs or mm-hmm. do something. They because they need those basic needs. Mm-hmm. Their basic needs mm-hmm. are not being met. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? If someone sells drugs on a block, it's either... they need to pay their rent uh-huh. and buy food they're not food on the table. Right. They're mm-hmm. not just doing it to do it. Yeah, or they don't they, know how to tie a tie, sit through a job interview. They don't know right. how to, you know, they don't right. how to sit properly and say, hey... Or that's just going to take too long because like, mm-hmm. there may be somebody who want to go to school and yeah, they, they live in a poor home, but it's okay. They're going to drag it out. 
now and go to school. There's somebody who's like, school is going to take too long. I need yeah. to understand that's going to yeah. happen yeah. now. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's an addiction too. You know, the mm-hmm. fast lifestyle is an addiction. Yeah. We should be treating that as a, as a, as a crisis. Yep. Yeah. So, Definitely as a crisis. I, I mean, we just got to meet people with basic needs and incarcerating people is not their basic needs. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I heard that like, the CEOs, like when you do leave, like they're quick to be like, "Oh, you'll be back." Like, yeah, we is heard that, that true? before. Yeah, we heard that before. Like they you do know, that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they say that a lot of people upstate. Um, my first time meeting a correctional officer uh, is um, one of the things he not my first time, but when I was actually when I'm state, mm-hmm. and one of the things he said to me was like, "Oh, uh, kind of pointed at the tree and was like, oh, you know, my pops." And my family, you know, uh, that tree been there forever. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. some white su- supremacy type of conversation, mm-hmm. all, all that slang. Um, and he's like, that tree's going to be there forever. So he's like, I don't like you. I don't care about you. I don't care about your people. But you, we, we're going to respect each other oh, in this shit. point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's also important, too, to me to go back is like there's a lot of people who who, who are uh, legally innocent to awaiting trial. 80% mm-hmm. of people right. are, are innocent. legally innocent are just awaiting trial in court. Um, so in reality, is like a lot of people can't even pay their uh, their, their their way out of freedom. Right. So it's a difference between a, a person of uh, of who of wealth who can pay their freedom mm-hmm. than a person of color who can't pay their freedom. Yep. So yeah, I think you know we the Department of Correction and people who are correctional officers. I, I when I look at that job, is like I know this you know people is that's a career for some people. Right. Um, but we we want to make sure. That we're meeting, you know, there has to be other different jobs. You know, correctional officers can be security at the facilities that's closer to the courtroom. For other people who are being released. Yeah, and then, you know, and what can take care of them is people that does uh, counseling or, or does um, uh, mental, uh, set, set mental health or orgs. Um, so, yeah, there's it's many different things we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, one more question. I'm sorry. Because yeah. you said counseling and mm-hmm. I'm in that field. Mm-hmm. Um do they have multiple counselors at Rikers or any? Do you, if you know? Yeah, I mean they do, but you know, I, I think because I know it's a big population, they probably don't have enough for the counselors to see everybody. Yeah, I mean, so it's like you have to really mm-hmm. do something probably to get seen. So it's two things to that, right? Like our our, our school to prison pipeline, mm-hmm. right? I think we don't talk about that and and how that how it impacts our kids, mm-hmm. right? We have more secure, more police officers in our schools. Than counselors, um, so our, our schools are are uh, are well well uh, underfunded uh, by not having uh, you know not having people who are counselors to meet with our kids that's mm-hmm. having some type of problems or right. having certain things issues. Um, so I think you know when it comes to prison, it's like that probably that same person mm-hmm. was dealing with the same process of being in schools and not see, having a counselor being right. active in their life. Right. So, yeah, I think... So, it led to that. Yeah, I mean, yes, many things, many different yeah, things led to that. something to keep but. on a steady path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I want you to explain your app before we, like, wrap things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. you to explain your app because I know you haven't launched it yet, have you? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Um, so, I'm working with this uh, tech company who's uh, uh, formerly incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, this tech um, is going to be a decolonizing work. Uh, I want to make sure what happened in Puerto Rico, uh, have all the food going spoil that never happens again. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the right hands. Um, I, I'm not trying to put, throw no one on the bus, but I feel like everyone was trying to be the person um, than, than, than helping out the people who was really doing the work down on the ground. 
Um, so, you know, this is a Latinx, uh, you know, app that I'm coming out. And I also mm-hmm. want to show my clothing line, too. Okay. Um, I brought some pieces here. Um, but, I th- mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's that's it. You I know. just want you to, I want you to explain um, mm-hmm. mostly, like, the, the X parts. I know you have yeah. your, also your clothing line. It's Politic X. Politic X, yeah. The so, X is the, the X what is. What does the X represent? The X is the unknown, right? Okay. Um, the X is the unknown to something, the unknown to find until we find the true destiny of what it actually means. Um, you know, the politic X is the abilities for people to have that conversation about what's going on in our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and the X is not knowing what exactly uh, uh, in the unknown. Politics in our neighborhood is the unknown. So I use my clothing line as a way of like really educating people. Our line X um, the line X is is uh, we can't we we have to open the conversation with people who don't represent themselves as Latina or Latino mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, might represent some as them, uh, uh, you know. So the LGBTQ community. So that's why uh, I put that uh, the X behind because uh, mm-hmm. you know we have to have the the conversation is not just centered around Latina or Latino. Also have to be centered around people around the community from the LGBTQ community. So yeah, I mean that that's what everything stands for X. Uh, because this is the unknown until we find the known uh, okay. of every meaning. Cool. Mm-hmm. He was gonna show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. in the um, process of showing your sweater. Yeah, and you was like, I don't you, know what you brought. <laughs> yeah, I did. I brought, I brought some stuff. Um, so I brought. I got this piece. Is like. And uh, you have a website. Yeah, it's called so Politic X. Know. Yeah, it's called Politic X Clothing Line. Um, and you also have Instagram for each. So yeah, I, yeah, Instagram I, I for really the do. app. Yeah, Instagram. and I, and I have nice. a partner who's a, a, a couple partners that I work with mm-hmm. um, on on our Latin X, um, you know, app. So I have two partners I work with, um, two strong, powerful women, and I'm happy nice. to, to have them as women. A team. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this is the the the. Nice. I like this the is, colors. Yeah, yes. this is the line. This yeah. is a young lord piece. I like this. Yeah. yeah so like the young lords was also the 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 Puerto Rican. Um, uh, you know, that was part of the Rainbow Coalition. The Rainbow Coalition was a mixture of people who was doing work with the Black Panthers. Okay. And it says fourteen ninety two, when Puerto Rico was uh, colonized. Um, so it just said Puerto Rico is nice. not free. Um, and I think this one is like. Uh, the liberation one, and uh, this one is like the army color liberation, um, and says basically liberation of our people. Um, mm-hmm. It has two point one uh, million people incarcerated, so it fluctuates from two point three to two point one. Um, so I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna put two point one, and this right. is like my back sweater. It, I think this one is my favorite because it kind of says the back. Um, I'm glad you wore your favorite to keep it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So it's a save us, but it's also say like um, nearly half of the world's population. More than more, three it's more than people. three billion people line live on less than wow. two fifty two dollars fifty cents a day. Twenty two thousand children die each, each day, day due, due to, to poverty. Wow. Yeah. So I think I think when we talk about uh, when we talk about poverty is not a taboo conversation, and mm-hmm. I and and I think we should be talking about poverty more. Right. Um, so this is what I've been doing. You know, this is I, I want to really do. Uh, with all these pieces, I just want to hire people uh, by us, mm-hmm. for us, right? Right. And, and this is what I want to push um, the conversation. That's I really like what good. you're doing. So you yes. have an app, you have yeah, your book. So, yeah, the app. You have your clothing line. Uh-huh. I'm sure so you people, can find yeah. everything on his Instagram. Your Vidal Instagram Gu- is. I am Vidal Guzman, V I D A L G U Z M A N, um, Politic X, uh, clothing line. Um, and then our Latinx app. Um, and then I'm going to be coming out with the second book 
um, real soon. Uh, and I'm just doing, I'm probably going to be coming out with a, a educational flashcards for Latinx. Good. So I'm just, after I leave here, I'm actually going to go home and kind of work on more things. Nice. Good. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You need to keep us updated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta keep gotcha. um, um, just so, because you know there's some people who who have a, have a hard time supporting people. So what can people do to yeah. support for free? Not that nobody wants to buy your thing. Yeah, but no, no. You know there's some hard-headed people that yeah. just don't support at all. So yeah. there's no excuse they to just support in one another. So what can people do, not only like for you, but for the call, the whatever, yeah. like not whatever, but... Like the closing records island yeah. and the things you are involved in, what can people do to support you? I mean, just you know, follow me on I am Vidal Guzman, and I think for a lot of people, you know, support is a must. Mm-hmm. Um, Come like out. I said before, um, all the things I created is not for me to economically be uh, yeah be, be wealthy, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that comes with everything. Um, I think for me is 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 just to make sure that um, I'm creating jobs by us for mm-hmm. us. Um, that's really what I'm doing. It's, it's not. It's not uh, me trying to get rich. You know? Right. Like, that comes right. I don't care. Right. About yeah. That. I right. want to create jobs by us or for us, and not wait for government jobs to come. Since the 1990s, 1970s, our people have been fighting for jobs mm-hmm. and justice, and we're facts. we're here now still fighting for, for the same uh-huh. justice. <laughs> so yeah. Same thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sometimes one more than the other. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, so really quickly, you know, we got to have Cyber Troll of the Week. So she's going to basically tell us, Sage about herself. Hello. She's going to tell us about who was the troll on social media, not only commenting, but being a little bully and all that good stuff. So who's Cyber Troll of the Week today? Cyber Troll of the Week this week will be Kodak. Kodak, Kodak, Kodak Black. (laughs) And the reason why I say this is... I agree. I must say. Trolling went wrong. That's one. Facts. I feel like he... ever goes right, but... He tried... I feel like when Takashi did it, though, it was funny. It was very funny. (laughs) I was entertained. I'm like, all right, he a bully, but... But it's like, no. But with Kodak, it was like, you tried and you failed. And I feel like... I don't think he was trying, though. He was being serious, and that's what makes it worse. that's what makes it worse. You in your right mind thought it was okay to talk about someone Somebody who just lost their significant just, other. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you try, oh, give it a year. This this woman is going to be changed forever. Yeah. Like, her whole life changed. And my thing is, what makes you think she wants to start over with you? Like, Thank you. I can understand if they looked alike. Like, they dress like, like they act like, but it's nothing else about him. And he, like, he's very young. Like Lauren like, London's very mature. Did Did you see a, what happened? I, yeah. I thought it, he was a changed man. Like no, I knew he wasn't. No, but in his after music, he walked I saw, out like a different side. No, of it. he walked like, he out on the interview. That's very unprofessional. I don't no, care but, how mad you, know. you get. You hold it down. You getting paid. They getting paid. You have a job to do. Once he did that, it was just like, he's all right. He's not there yet. He's not there yes, yet. Yes, he's not there. And, but I but feel he has like a little bit. he's going to learn, though, because people are not playing his music no more. They took him out of the Trap Museum. Well, I, yeah, I saw that. Like, but so, he was like, um, you didn't even have permission to put me there anyway. His apology to me was not sincere. How you say I apologize, yeah. but I didn't respect you. So why apologize? You basically just took it back when you said you're you're apologizing for something that you didn't feel was disrespectful. When everyone around you or everyone who saw it felt like it was disrespectful. So I just feel like 
Yep, he got Cyber Troll of the Week because we're talking about it, but did he do it successfully? No. No. Um, do you feel so. like... Um, I know we all, like, you have to tread lightly on social media. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like, do you, was there ever an instance where you, you maybe, not yet, but maybe did something, you were like, oh, shit, no, let me not say that. Let me take definitely. it Definitely. Because, like, you know, like, somebody would take it a different way. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, it also comes like with the job you work. you have to be very careful before yeah. you post something? Do you? Yeah. He's like, yeah. yes, especially me. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have a lot to say, right? And then also with jobs, I feel like, when you have a government job, it's just certain things you can't post or you can't say. So, yeah. although you want to express yourself, you yeah. can't because it'll be looked at a different way or it'll be screenshot and sent to your boss. Like, you know, yeah. it's just certain stuff you just can't do. It sucks, but, yeah. you know, it's life. Yeah. Um, he also got, I think he got Donkey of the Day, too, by Charlamagne. So you guys are wow, tell and tell. I don't think I, he, I could tell yeah. you didn't see that. But yeah. he switched it after actually. Oh, you and he basically it. was like, um, the game and Ti like, even though they was checking Kodak, he's like, which is true, a hundred percent. I agree with Charlemagne. Just li- just think about all the songs we listen to, and they're disrespecting women all day long, all day long. So it's yeah. just like. Have the same energy. If you're going to come at Kodak for disrespecting yeah. Lauren London as a woman, you should come at all the other artists who disrespect women. Which is true. Yeah, but there are different moments. Yeah. Because yeah, we that. see it and because everybody's doing it, it's like you kind of like throw it under the rug. Yeah. But because but with this, this is with somebody like, right. who passed away, like this is a whole different, I feel like this is a whole different like conversation, you know? Yeah. That's like, so I, that's, I understood. that's a whole different conversation. But right. I agree. Yeah. But it is not. It's not something oh, you can compare. And he said that too. He was like, you know, basically Kodak was talking about Lauren London, you know, being beautiful, how she wanted to be with him. And he mm-hmm. was like, you know, for the game to feel like it was okay to check him after he was just talking about Kim K and Sin Santana. Like, this true. is also people's that wife. That's true. That so is it's like, true. For you to feel like it's okay to disrespect someone's wife and that you mm-hmm. dealt with in the past. And you coming at Kodak's like you personally had nothing. You have to you, check yourself right. First. You shouldn't have had. You shouldn't have had yeah. anything to say. So that's why I was like, mm, I get what he's saying a hundred percent, but you know, Nipsey died, so yeah. it's different. Like, like it's, it's a just, different conversation, right? right. Now. Like we're mourning, like, right? And it's just, say, it's just it's not okay, right? It's I was just, about to say maybe if he did it. A while from now, maybe it would have been like, not even okay, but it wouldn't have been as serious. But it was just like, this just happened, yeah. and you're already clout chasing. Yeah. Like, and you're doing you know. it on live. Like. Right. Um, just to get into one piece of tea. Um, I saw that G Herbo oh, I know you went to, um, of, course, of course, his son's first birthday. Of course. But did you guys see the video when she was like... Beating his ass outside. Yeah, like she, she's just no playing around. That's not your man no more. No, she wasn't around. playing. Oh, she was that serious. Did <laughs> she was that serious? She had to be and because this is the why cake he left her. <laughs> I was about to say that the cake video was cute. She you know threw some cake on him. He threw some cake on her. Cool. No, I think they were playing. No, that was playing. But at the end, and you know it's her. She is swinging on him on the car, and he's like. Like I saw that, away. but I think they were playing still. No, no. Look that at his face. That serious. I believe it was that serious. His no. face looked like, like, and even if you playing, why are you playing like that? And your friend yeah, is all high. Yeah, why are you still, yeah. Like, 
And then you playing like that and she put her relationship on. Her relationship he already stopped following her. She yeah. unfollowed him. She called him it's a like bitch. You, like guys don't like that. Sis, you're being you're being extra. You're, you're being too aggressive. Yeah. All the Aerie fans is gonna come for me because I know it's a lot of y'all. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Like Aerie. Oh, Ari. Ari, Ari. I'm you like, Aries. You know, they're a group. I thought you meant the sign. I'm like, no, wait, you where know, they're a group this? and they come deep. But I'm just saying, like, sis is a little too aggressive, and that's probably why he that's left why her. That's why she need the boxer. Yeah, well, the, bo- <laughs> the boxer had enough, too. He unfollowed she, her. You lying. And they deleted all... She deleted all his You're pictures. Lying. Off. I'm dead serious. I he, think they're having a moment. They're like an Abe again. I love They'll be back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see, they back. Yeah. <laughs> Um and that's it with the tea with Tay Savage of the week. Okay. <sighs> All right, so now we're gonna go into news with Naja. She's bringing reality to keeping it social. Okay. So you're gonna start off with entrepreneur, right? Um. Yeah. Or you wanna do backwards? Okay. <laughs> entrepreneur spotlight. Hello, hello, it's Naja. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm all babied out. You're back with Nuzi like, Naj on KIS. Like, <laughs> but yet you're thinking about if Nazia got fed, changed his diaper. <laughs> no, I had to really, all right, just, I had to really do all of that just now. I'm like, oh. what? All right, anyway. <laughs> back to Enough work. about that. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> Hi, guys. You're back with News Minaj on KIS. Um, we're starting off with the entrepreneur highlight. Um, during my weeks, I normally just, you know, like like to scroll on things and just to get updated on um, throughout the week. And this week on, um, actually, it was last week, on Forbes 30 Under 30, I just found um, Harlem Capital. Basically, they're a, a venture firm. And they're new, you know, and they're minority-based. And they got featured on there. They're all, I, I believe it's like around five or six guys on there. And they're all under 30, like from the age, from ranges from 23 to 27, I believe. Nice. And, um... Basically, what they're doing is, you know, well, we know how firms work. They they do they are an investment firm, so they do a lot of investments and things. But they are more so seeking. Um, I believe right now they're seeking a thousand founders of color um, to invest money in. So I, I right. felt like that was well, pretty. We was just talking right. about that. right. I thought that was pretty dope. And I believe since they started, they actually touched, I believe, five million dollars um, mm. through investments. So I'm like, that's really, really, really dope. Yeah. So um, you know, for any CEOs or anything like that, or new startups, just reach out to them and. You know, give them a little background of your business and see if they are willing to invest in it, or you know, seek any other investors, (laughs) right? Or seek any other investors that are willing to invest in them in your business as well. So I really thought that that was really dope. So shout out to Harlem Capital for even getting that feature on Forbes. Mm -hmm. So shout out. I know. See you shaking your head. You you know? know know Yeah, I know they are. Yeah, I know Uh, they're doing amazing work. That's dope. See, you know, see, let them know. Let them know. We KIS is on it. Right. So is it like um, you reach out to them individually, or do they have an app or website? See, they have a website. Um, I believe it's Harlem.Capital.com. So for more information, I would definitely go in. I don't want to, you know, scare anyone the wrong way. Yeah. Right. Right. So I would definitely go on their website to get a little more information in if you are interested in more of like the on that finance um uh, firms and investment firms and stuff like that definitely go on the website because i don't have you know that much knowledge on that but i would Mm -hmm. definitely go there um i've seen they have a a lot of females they just um i believe her is bakery 
bakery something i really mm-hmm. looked at it and they just invested in her so that was really dope and then they yeah. shouted her out on there and yeah. so and she's of color how did, and minority. You, how did you bump into them like i told you i i, I do this on on, on a regular like so I, <laughs> <laughs> you just be searching i do that on a regular i, uh, I really feel like it's dope like, yeah. you know how i am like yeah. i'm really passionate about entrepreneurs and really yeah. create a platform for them so i really seek them i really seek everybody that's yeah. in the city and i um, entrepreneurs right, <laughs> right, right. so on a four you know they they have a ford sec a ford segment that's mm-hmm. 30 under 30 mm-hmm. so i you know i always look at that because that's yeah. in our area in our yeah. realm so i'm like right. who else is doing dope things right. and they actually have a new segment um it's called social entrepreneurs so it's not just you know regular like entrepreneurs doing retail and things it's actually those that are trying to help the world so you know different businesses that you know like maybe it's a a plant-based business or things mm-hmm. like that that's really kind of trying to help the world they have that segment that's so fire. That's dope. That's um, so another thing, you know, I always give little tips for businesses as well. So, you know, we're always on in, on Instagram, utilizing it from day up to day down. <laughs> so now you can actually um, utilize it for your businesses, you know, a little more than just marketing wise. They have the Instagram shoppable posts. So instead of, you know, just posting, um, say, a picture and just commenting under, you can actually link your sh- uh, your um, checkout cart or your business to your actual picture. So that's kind of wow, dope. So steps yeah. to do that would be get a business page. So, you know, instead of having the regular yeah. personal page, you transfer it to a business page and um, you have to link your Facebook because you know how Facebook and Instagram made yeah. that merge. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to, is a, is you have, to um, have a Facebook business page to match up to that Instagram page. It's fairly easy. It sounds a little complicated, but it's you fairly easy. You know what easy. that reminds me of? Um, the app Kim Kardashian kind of like... It, it, it reminded me of it. Oh, really? I love it's the same thing. But oh, she yeah, has an app where like... um, I guess you take a picture or a screenshot mm-hmm. and then you put it on the app and you find out like what they're wearing and stuff. But oh, that's kind of cool. Really, that's oh, a little okay. different, That's cool. Right? Yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of similar like when you like explain you it, but it's a little directly different. Directly link it. Directly link it. Um, and I see that... Um, the the shops themselves link like you can click it yeah, says yeah. The, and the that's, price. that's that so it, it oh, has okay. the price so like right when you tell you know normally you tag a person or something like that you can just tag the product and it'll mm-hmm. bring you right to the shopping so cart then that means those businesses are using that app yes basically oh, mm-hmm. nice. well it's not it's not a, it's not a separate app it's part of instagram now oh, so that's it's an upgrade on instagram oh. that it's called shoppable post for on Instagram, so that's a, a an upgrade that they kind of did, I believe, in March. I believe it was. So that's what I mean. And the um, just to continue with the steps, you have the business page. After you have your business page, create a Facebook um page as well to connect that. And on Facebook, you'll actually have your product section, mm-hmm. and then it links it straight from there. So you know, I just Good. like you know for businesses just to you know like delete an extra step or right. actually yeah. making it a little hard for to target your consumers to go to your website. You know, right. by link in bio you can actually have it direct yeah you know i'm thinking like wow like my Instagram page is a business, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really what, what I do is I actually have my personal page and my business page, yeah. both business pages, yeah. because you're still a brand. So right. while you're branding yourself, you can also bring your business. And, you know, just to keep stats of that. So anyway, right. just um, when you have a business, automatically have a business uh, business page on Instagram just so you can do your stats. I like to do stats month to month, and that's another way that you can do that. They give you stats on everything, your posts, your, your story, you know, things that you're selling, who's liking, who's right. viewing, who's sharing even the demographic of who's watching so you know just utilize Instagram other than just scrolling up you know on a wake up okay (laughs) (laughs) so I'm just keeping it nice and short but yeah so tune in to next week for news with Nodge on the case okay 
And now, before we wrap up, you know, we always have wrap up song of the week. And wrap up song of the week was chosen by our guest. So, you want to introduce the song? Lex Lava. What's the name of the song now? Funky I mean, Piano. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's probably looking like, yo, now, come on, bro. Funky yeah, Piano. Cause you gonna do this to me? Nah, because I was like... He told you don't choose an old song. No, actually, I, that was actually... I'm, I'm like that jazz type mm-hmm. of person and that, that, that I heard that that beat and, mm-hmm. and you know, when I listen to artists, I, I want to hear that. Right, like, right. You know, so I'm like, ah, man, this is like... This is it. That vibe. Like story. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want a story. Yeah. Like, uh, it wasn't awesome. about the cause. All right, Lavo, Funky Piano, Rapper Song of the Week. She just wanted to be able to live somewhere where it was quiet, calm, and peaceful. That was a long time ago. Live and direct. It's that East Harlem cat kicking that shit you need in your system. Uh. Vibe with me. I sit down in my set thinking of shit I regret. So I step into a world come witness. Vein popping, car robbing, sniff sniff. Name dropping, heart throbbing, they like click, clack. Then put it in a knapsack. That's just a sad reality, trying to stay out of that lane. But your peers force it upon you when as a youngin' ain't nobody gonna tell you what you gonna do, but you want to. Cause living a lifestyle appeals to the right and wrong people. You might get them chicks, but you gon' meet them peoples one time, steady clocking. That's why you keep your twerk by your planners, cause your nuts they steady jocking. But we keep rocking. I actually wanted to find, um, cause I, I, I like, I like those jazz vibes, but I, I haven't found that place. Like, you know, in the movies when they have those places yes, those where you just, just, you right. know, like vibing out, but they, they perform. Right. And stuff. <laughs> I, no, I, like, no, movie nice little atmosphere. Like, so you know, for all of the listeners, if you have a spot, maybe, maybe let us know or something. Yeah, like, like, in the DM Brooklyn, maybe. Brooklyn, I feel like have more vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, all of our Brooklyn yeah. listeners, please comment for right. a spot for me to go to just to jazz out and vibe out. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, and this is Keeping It Social with Ashley Nicole, Tasia Perez, and Naja. About to go and find a fit. Homie stressed out cause I pulled her with his bitch. She left, kitchen chain fake, and you're running sick.